0: Hi, I'm Cindy. I'm 46 years old. I'm originally from Cheshire, Connecticut, and I'm a stay-at-home mom.
1: Hi, I'm Roy. I'm 47 years old, originally from Los Angeles, California. I'm a supplier quality engineer with Honeywell Aerospace and a commander in the United States Navy Reserve.
0: We've been together for 12 years.
1: And happily married for 11 years.
0: We have three beautiful boys. They're 10, 9, and 6 years old. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from ParCast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they fell in love, the biggest moments of their relationship, and the
1: songs that define them. Now, let's hear their love story. Before I met Cindy, uh, I was in the Navy and I had just moved from Washington to Los Angeles after three very tough years in the Navy. I didn't know if I wanted to, to continue, but, but I was uh, glad to be moving close to family and just kind of resetting resetting my life.
0: Before I met Roy, I was a waitress at a barbecue restaurant and I was engaged, and I was a little bit lost. I I was ready to start the next chapter of my life, but something wasn't quite right. Something was missing, and I didn't know what it was until I met Roy. Well, technically, Roy and I met about a decade before we started dating. We met a couple of times, but never remembered each other. I went to college with his brother, and he ended up marrying a friend of mine. And Roy would come into town every several years or so, and and we would be at the same party, but have no recollection of meeting each other before.
1: Yeah, and my my brother kept mentioning this friend of his named Cindy, who was really cool. But I just I only remember I remember hearing about Cindy, but I don't remember meeting Cindy.
0: It wasn't until you came to a Christmas party I threw in 2006 and you came with your brother and his wife that we really stopped and started talking to each other. And we just kept finding each other at the party and we just we just hit it off right away.
1: What initially drew me to Cindy was that I had always been fairly introverted person, and I just don't take to talking to people very easily. But because I admired Cindy's wit and just her, her intellect, I I was able to talk to her pretty easily. And because that was so rare, that just really drew me to her right away.
0: I would have never guessed Roy was an introvert because once we started talking, he never shut up. (laughs) He made me laugh. We had the same kind of sense of humor. We liked uh, a lot of the same kind of geeky, dorky things, and he could keep up with me in a conversation. So that was, that was very attractive to me. Whenever I would talk to Roy, I felt at ease being myself. I just, I opened up, and the, the softer, dorkier side of me came out, and uh, I found talking to him very easy. And it just, it felt right. Well, Roy sent me an email that uh, he was—he uh, had tickets to a Star Trek convention or one of those exhibits uh, where they would have um, Star Trek stuff on display. And he asked me if I wanted to go. And at the time, I thought that was a date. So I said, yes, I'd like to see you in real life. Um, but in his mind, it was not a date. Uh, But I I pretended that I was very knowledgeable about Star Trek. I basically lied my way into that first date. And I met him there at Long Beach. And uh, we spent a few hours looking at Star Trek memorabilia and um, pretending to be interested in it. Then then we just went and hung out for a few hours and talked and talked and talked. And that was really the part that I wanted to get to. We talked pretty much all night long.
1: I I was thinking about Cindy when I saw that there was going to be a Star Trek show in town because it was something that I was really interested in. And uh, I I seem to remember her mentioning that she'd watched Star Trek uh, when she was growing up. And so I just naturally thought that she would enjoy it. And uh, so I wanted to share that with her because we we had been sharing a lot of stuff via email. So I I just felt that she would want to go.
0: I may have exaggerated my interest and knowledge (laughs) in Star Trek just to get on this date. I think it was about three weeks or so after the Star Trek not a date uh, that he actually asked for my phone number. So we moved from email to phone calls and he asked if I would like to go to see a movie. And this time I asked him up front, is this a date? and he said yes it is so i said okay and i think he picked out the movie we ended up seeing juno
1: what i remember thinking about most i was just thinking about whether i was actually ready willing to to be in a relationship and i just that was rattling around my 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 head the whole time i was uh, watching the movie and and then afterwards,
0: I was just thinking about whether or not you were going to kiss me.
1: <laughs> I, I was a little uh, apprehensive about uh, starting a relationship, even though my marriage had been over for about four years at that point, because it just it it had still was pretty traumatic, and and I was gun shy to begin with, so just took quite a bit of effort to to sack myself up.
0: He did eventually kiss me on that date, but not until hours after the movie. We went back to his place and we talked another marathon talking session just for hours and hours and hours. And basically, he was talking himself out of getting into a relationship and uh, telling me that, He just couldn't see how he could be ready. And I was, I was tired of it. Enough was enough. So I said to him, that's stupid. You're being stupid. Let's go. And uh, that was pretty much it after that.
1: I think once she said the magic words, then I realized that I just needed to get over, get over myself. And uh, Cindy ended up staying the night. The floodgates opened, the fireworks went off,
0: (laughs) our goose was cooked. After that first date, I went back home to my apartment, and we had made plans to see each other a week later, but he called me later that day and said he didn't want to wait another day to see
1: me again. That was true, I didn't. So basically after that night, I realized that this this was it, and I was going to go for it.
0: The first time I said, I love you, was when we went on a birthday camping trip, just up Angelus Crest. I took him there for the weekend, and at our campsite, there was a tree next to our tent, and in it, someone had carved a heart, and it said, Cindy loves so-and-so, I don't remember the name. And he kind of teased me about it. And he was like, oh, Cindy loves so-and-so, huh? And I said, well, that's too bad for so-and-so. And he said, oh, yeah,
1: why? And I said, because Cindy loves Roy. I was kind of floored, but I felt the same way. So that kind of gave me permission to say it back and feel the same way.
0: I think I had to ask you. But this was only a couple weeks into us dating. We were moving pretty fast by, by normal standards, but you know, we were no spring chickens. We were ready to we were ready to move that
1: fast. We knew what we wanted. Well, I knew that Cindy was the one when we were emailing back and forth, and I could not wait for the next email after I hit send. I, I just I waited in front of the computer to see if there would be a response and and usually I didn't have to wait very long <laughs> and, and and every time that I sent an email it just came out of me and I couldn't wait for the next one and, and that's to me that was the clearest day that that this is this was the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life talking to
0: It's funny that you think that the emails came right away because I was I was the same way. I was in front of my computer and I couldn't wait to get an email from him. But I would spend a good hour or so like researching my references to make sure that I sounded clever and, you know, funny and interesting. And that's probably how I oversold the Star Trek thing. But I, I crafted those emails. I, those, were, those were old school love letters and, uh, and they worked.
1: When I proposed to Cindy, we had been dating for about six months, but, but we knew pretty early on that, that we were both serious and we knew where things were headed. We had already been ring shopping. Yes. So I, I knew that I had to do something to make it memorable. Uh, Cindy suggested that we go away for a weekend to Pismo Beach. And I knew that there was not going to be any better time to do it. And uh, when we got to the hotel and checked into the room, there was something there already. There was already a package. Okay, you're not telling them about the ring. The ring well, is very important. Well, that, that was part of the package. There was there was a package in the room. and uh, And when Cindy opened the package, it was a box of chocolates. And when Cindy opened the box of chocolates, there was a cutout of a ring, which is the ring that she wanted. You see,
0: I had already picked out my ring a good month before, and I found it in a magazine. So I had cut it out, and I cut out the little hole in it so that I could put it on my finger and kind of try it on and see what it would look like. And I was kind of teasing him with it. So I had this like, oh, I guess, well, this will have to do for now. And so... When we got to Pismo, and I had opened up the box of chocolates, the magazine ring was inside. And I was like, oh, tch, nice one. You know, like I, I thought, oh, he tricked me. You know, nice for the chocolates, but I got a paper ring. And I turned to look at him, and he was on one knee, and he had the real ring, and he was proposing. I expected that he was going to propose eventually, But I wasn't expecting it that weekend in Pismo. So it did catch me off guard and took my breath away. And I absolutely cried. And we went running on the beach telling anyone who would listen, we've been engaged! (laughs) (laughs) Like a couple of idiots. (laughs) So Roy proposed in September of 2008 and we were married in April, 2009. So the wedding was in Ventura. We rented like a golf course and they, um, you know, they did like the wedding package and we got to, we we did a California coastal theme, right? Yes. Yes, yes, our colors were orange and green and pink. So I had family fly in from Connecticut and a lot of his family lives in the LA area. So we had some old friends come in to be in our wedding party. And uh, it was a good time. We we rented the hall for like the extra couple of hours. So everyone was dancing for for a good four hours. We surprised our guests. We had been learning a salsa dance uh, for a few weeks leading up to the wedding. So at a certain point, we disappeared and changed into our salsa outfits and came out and, and danced for our guests.
1: Yes, and people people enjoyed it. It, it was it. So It was very spicy. <laughs> yes.
0: One very cool thing about the wedding is that it was officiated by uh, my friend from college who had actually ended up marrying Roy's brother. I had officiated their wedding several years prior, and, uh, and, and she got ordained to officiate ours. So it was kind of like a full circle kind of a thing. And um, my parents were both at the wedding. They were divorced when I was about five years old, so i did not really ever see them in the same room my whole life so it was really special to see them both there and have my father walk me down the aisle and to have my mother there it was it was really special the wedding was definitely definitely had our signature on it you know i mean sure it was at a rec hall and a golf course but we We personalized all the details right down to the wedding cake. We had this ridiculously bright green and orange Harlequin print wedding cake. And on top, we had brought our own little action figures. I had a miniature Barbie, and he had the uh, the comic superhero, the Adam. So we had the Adam and the Barbie on top of this ridiculous cake. and it was it's very much us very much speaks to our personalities a sort of a geeky glamour
1: Every time that we've had uh, to get through tough things, I think the the only way that it's worked for me is to realize that, that we're a team and, and we, we say that we're team Lopez. And when we work together as a team, then we can get through anything.
0: And we've instilled that in our kids too. When we go places or we've got to get something done, we travel together. We say, you know, go team Lopez. So they're in on it too. We, we are a team and we're, we're Lopez strong. What I love most about Roy is that he is my rock he is my center. He he can stay calm in any crisis and, you know, I'm a little bit more of a an extrovert. I'm a little bit more of an outgoing, uh, anxious person and Roy is just even keeled. He's just cool as a cucumber and You know, when I was going into labor with our kids, what you want with you is that cool, calm person. And I just, I trust him to be that calming force in our family's lives.
1: What I love most about Cindy to this day is that there is no one else that I would rather talk to and just hang out with. And and that's... Those are the moments that I look forward to the most that, that recharge me.
0: I love dreaming about the future with Roy. We have so many things that we want to do as a family, with our kids, but also after they're grown up, just as a couple. And I can't wait to, to see all the things that we're going to do. One time I had us write this big list, everything that we wanted to do, any vacation we wanted to take, anything we thought we wanted, like major renovations in the house, uh, any major purchases we wanted to make. We made this huge list. And then I took these paper plates and I put years on all of the plates. And we decided, we looked at our lists, we compared it, we decided what was most important. And then we chose which years each of those goals kind of fit into. So we sort of mapped out our family's life for the next 25 years. But the point is, is it's all on paper plates. And it can be changed. It can be scrapped. It can be added to. We can, you know, we can, we can be flexible. When I think about our future together as an old married couple... I've always seen us as being together for, you know, 50, 60 years. I've always had a vision of us as this old couple, you know, looking at the paper, maybe he's doing the crossword. I mean, the the best case scenario of any happy marriage is that it ends with one of you at the other's funeral. I mean, that's just real life. But to live a life together that's that's worth celebrating, to leave a legacy, whether it, it, it's, it's children or, or, or not. It just, it means everything. It is the most important part of my life is being married to Roy. Thanks for listening to Our Love Story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of Our Love Story, follow us on Spotify and check out other Parcast originals, all available on Spotify. Our Love Story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It's created by John Cohen. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Our Love Story is produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Ashley Hanna.